this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach, and joining me tonight, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Michael Pappas. What's up? How's it going, Mikey? It's good, man. You got me on a good uh, on a good night. I'm feeling good. Good, good. And my main man, Mr. T. Green, how's it going? Going good. What's going on with you guys? T, I know you know, and I was—I mentioned it to you, Mikey, that I'm putting together a man cave um, to go out in my side yard that I'm going to start recording from. It's going to be a little nice recording studio, and I'm actually—I'm uh, going to make the interior based off of the Moss Eisley Cantina. Nice. So that should be uh, that should be a good little recording area that I can actually shoot in, and you can see my actual background someday when we start being able to put this stuff out in YouTube for everybody to see. We've got to get you like a like some type of bartending droid. Yeah, that's somehow. We, I like, need the he he just made an appearance in this week's episode of Book of Boba Fett. EV ninety nine is that him? Am I right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I wanted to. He he was in uh he was in. He was in Jedi, right? And then he was the bartender. Yeah, he was the bar. Yeah, he was the bartender at the Moss Eisley Cantina. Um, so, I've got a 3D printer, so I'd love to print. It'll be a big project, but just print like a great big version of him. Do, do but, you know um, Mike Hinton, who does the yes. uh, armor, the armor suits? Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously because you know Zoe and you know his daughters on their podcasts and stuff, and. Um, I know his workshop's getting bigger and bigger. He he just started a uh, group on Facebook specifically for like Tuscan Raider building. Oh, really? For the cos the cosplays. I I know he taps into like protocol droids for the girls and some other stuff. But like, I would if you have a three D printer and you're gonna get involved in that stuff, I would definitely hit up Mike and like just tell him what your idea is, and he could definitely guide you through a pro the process and stuff and for he i know he has 3d printers he probably has schematics for a bunch of shit that he can send you yeah i've got i mean i when i got my little 3d printer a few years ago and just started dabbling i was making obi-wan kenobi uh, episode four lightsaber replicas and was actually sell, selling them on ebay yeah and i made my mando uh, outfit and everything now mike uh, zoe has the full um what's the triple black c zero? yeah triple zero triple right? zero yeah 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 that's pretty sweet um but tuscan raiders huh yeah he he started one of the i mean i i don't i don't know i'm not in the 501st although i i got close when i made got my scout troopers cosplayed to par about six or seven years ago now it would need to be retailers <laughs> that's for sure um but no he, he uh after that episode with the tuscans um not the first episode like with the whole tribe and everything i don't know if it was the week before last and he he started this facebook group so they're like they're all posting images and they're all posting like their 3d printing schematics for stuff it's crazy 
Dude, that's sweet. He's got to get uh, what's his name? Uh, Xavier. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna butcher this name. Xavier uh, J I M E N E S or N E Z. Jimenez. Jimenez. So that's the guy who uh, who played the Tuscan leader, and he's actually like a young guy. Um, yeah. And but I seen I seen his post on uh, Instagram. And he kind of reminds me of uh, the girl that played in uh, Solo, um, the Cloud Rider gang. <laughs> he has a very similar look to him. Like he's got like the same hairstyle. He's like got freckles. Um, but yeah, he uh, he posted that, and then I saw that uh, Finnegan Garay, uh, G A R A Y. There's just some like uh-huh. these are some sweet names, but he uh, he's the guy who uh, played young Boba, the kid who played young Boba in these flashbacks, the body double. Okay, but uh, yeah, he's got to get he's got to get uh, Xavier in on that group and uh, get him to go out there like uh, like Daniel Logan and make him you know get some exposure by making him the full uh, the full Tuscan leader outfit like they did for a Daniel Logan for the five hundred first. Yeah, yeah. I, if I know Mike, he's already on top of all of that. Um, you know, he's you know he's in with uh, the Toy Hunter, and I know he's done some other stuff with. Um, we've mentioned Stephen Stanton before. They, I know that they've communicated in the past, but like he's really knee deep in the community. So I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, I'll let him know about Xavier. Yeah, he's probably on top of it. Um, and so I wanted to just quick touch base with. Uh, you guys real quick about a couple of things news wise this week. Um, well, just today, the uh, the first trailer for Lord of the Rings Rings of Power dropped. Did you guys see that? Just a teaser trailer. I did. T, did you see it? Sorry, I was muted. Uh, no, I uh, pretty much doing homework all day. <laughs> so I, mean, I had it, class tonight. So it, it I don't think you missed much. Um, typical fire and brimstone, maybe melding of a ring or a blacksmith or, you know, the fires of Mordor and it's like CGI cutting between this these types of images while you hear Elvin dialogue of probably what would be, I guess, Liv Tyler's character. I forget the elves' names. I'm sorry. Or, Erwin, the, Erwin, or Lady... Yeah, her, or like Lady of the Woods or whatever, the other one. Yeah, I think it sounds, it almost sounds like a, I don't know if it's supposed to be a younger version of her because we see her getting one of the rings, right? Mm-hmm. So Rings of Power, I think we're going to be dealing a lot more with the other Rings of Power. Um, now, is this a prequel or are they just doing the books? This is a prequel, so it's supposed to be about Sauron's like fall and rise, I guess. as Because he was originally like some sort of angelic being. Well, I thought he was just a man that like that got the ring of power, and then no. So Sauron, I did like a deep wiki, like Wikipedia drive or Wikipedia. I I always divert to saying Wikipedia um, on this like years ago. You know, you just start reading one article, then I ended up like for like two hours reading a bunch of these articles, and yeah, he was like some sort of a. Uh, it's kind of like the devil in the Bible, right? Like he was one of the angels and he got a little too big for his britches and uh, ended up being cast out and then becoming like the big bad. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's the Old Testament or if it's just other mythologies and religions, but like Lucifer was God's favorite son. Yep. And then he he cast him away because he betrayed him or whatever. Yeah, leader of the choir, you know, yeah. one of those choir yeah. boys that went bad. But yeah, it got yeah. me thinking about that because we were just talking about, uh, well, Lord of the Rings with that that game clip. Uh, the other day, I was or uh, last week, I was saying that uh, Knights of Ren trailer, which I haven't heard anything else about. Have you? So Pablo tweeted um, something, and he said, "You know, I he what did he say? He said these uh, fan made trailers. I don't understand why they can't keep the cam steady when trying to fake these fan made trailers." Oh, there you go. So he debunked yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just so like. Um, well, Chad was saying last week, you know, they try to make it like that. So it looks like it's somebody trying to sneak in and sneak some footage out to us. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was all, like I said, just like Xbox uh, video game like stuff, which um, I don't know, look cool, could be cool. But uh, I don't know, maybe with uh, maybe we'll get something from Activision. Yeah, from what I gathered. <clears throat> It was Shadow of Mordor gameplay footage, kind of caught in with the X-wing and the Tie Fighter. Like Battlefront, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then, I just took a quick look at it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted to touch base with you real quick, Mikey, was the Activision acquisition. Yeah, I, I, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on this um I've, I've come to to realize that that was kind of inevitable um and everybody kind of goes to like oh xbox is killing playstation now like that's the first thing people think of uh right I, so look, I, real quick ahead. for people who don't know microsoft xbox bought activision right yeah so that's what we're yeah. talking about but yeah yeah so if anybody doesn't know what Activision is and, uh, but yeah. yeah. So, so just for some background, right? Like for those who don't know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably gave me probably have an idea like the, the previous generation of consoles before, well, actually no, the previous generation of Xbox, of Xbox one and PS4 um, PlayStation really dominated the decade uh, with really good exclusivities in terms of the games that were on the console. It was a better overall user interface the o the the ui was better um there were there were a lot of things that that people kind of clinged over to playstation from the from the xbox 360 days where that dominated it's, it's a constant battle of attrition going back and forth uh but microsoft took the long game going into this generation with the series s series x and they did a lot of really smart things knowing that the future is digital and is going to maintain that route can pretty consistently if you know as, as history has shown us so far um and if netflix ever tells a story that's a story to tell like they have something called game pass with it which is a subscription-based service where you pay a monthly fee it's like digital game fly basically and there's a library of games you can just download and play new games games that are out on day one you can download them you can play them they're triple, there's triple A titles on there, indie titles, uh, titles from all different studio, studios, excuse me. 
<coughs> oh my god um and and that was the first step they took and uh it's it's really hard for sony to keep up with that because of microsoft's bank account where playstation has something called playstation now and they have a bunch of titles on there that's subscription based as well it's not as big like game pass the plethora of games and that library is absolutely insane and they're just constantly adding more and more to it last year they bought bethesda which is the skyrim you know the the uh, the uh, um elder scrolls uh franchise uh, along with Fallout, if you guys play um, Fallout, which is another open-world RPG. I'm actually game. currently playing 4 right now for the second time. Awesome. You, you and I would will definitely have to talk about that because I'd love to hear your thoughts on that game. Um, so, you know, they, they've been acquiring studios. Sony's been acquiring studios, too. They've been investing in Katakawa Games, which is a... I think a parent company of From Software, which makes the Dark Souls and the Demon Souls games. I'm playing Demon Souls now on PS5. It's awesome. Uh, and here's something that's not, I, I'm not seeing being brought up a lot, right? Sony's a Japanese based company, right? Microsoft is an American based company. The investments that Sony makes are usually with Japanese publishers or de- Japanese game developers and studios. The investments that Microsoft makes is usually with. European, UK, Germany, um, wherever other you know, uh, Western European countries, uh, or or North America, right? So right, there's right. there's two different there's two different geographies here, and there's two different cultures, really, in in a sense, you know. I mean, you you obviously there's a, there is a relationship between Europe and the United States. Um, Japan is is somewhat further foreign, right, in East Asia, right. Uh, and the Jap and the Japanese have something that they consider to be priority number one, and it's called loyalty and honor uh, in the same sentence. Um, you know, there, there's there's a bunch of... They rule top, with respect. That, exactly, right? <laughs> similar similar to, to our man. But, uh, so anyway, I'm rambling on a little bit. My, my main point is PlayStation's not going anywhere. Sony's not going anywhere. Microsoft buying Activision was the inevitable at this point. Like after it happened and the shock wore off, I'm like, of course they did. Of course they did. And you know what? $68.5 billion is like, is like pocket change to them, which is, which is absurd and probably should not be the case for any company today. The technology companies, the technology companies hold way too much power. Right. So, so then now that we've established that there's, they come from two different, Parts of the in- yeah. yeah, and and different sectors of the industry, so to speak, too, right? Um, there, 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 there are also there are also game genres where I think PlayStation and Japanese developers do a better job in than Western development, where Western games are more first-person shooters like Call of Duty, right? More <laughs> um, medieval, more gritty in terms of the role-playing games. Um, less of that, you know, the anime tropes, the waifu tropes, the, um, uh, the style of gameplay is very different. T, I, I could tell you're a gamer just from talking to you. So I'm sure you understand exactly where I'm going with this. Like there's an audience to be had for still both of these areas. The problem is with this acquisition to me is like Activision Blizzard is not what it used to be, right? They're coming off the worst year they've ever had. 
they're uh, with sexual harassment claims internally they're in cultural turmoil they're, they're having huge problems with people boycotting them and their games um people are quitting and and picketing and uh protesting who work there they're trying to unionize the the, the employees there for a better um work environment uh, environment for them and stuff like this so while while the fan base is there and these are household household names in terms of the ip the world of warcraft the call of duty the starcraft um believe it or not the uh, crash bandicoot and spyro the dragon which were playstation mascots back in the yeah. day yep. you know, which are now owned by activision like they picked up a studio past its prime they picked up a publisher a publisher past its prime but activision has the rights to libraries of games back to from sierra sierra games uh, from 1977 uh, into the, that prime of late 80s into the 90s uh, so the the library that microsoft now has mm -hmm. to put onto game pass is fucking huge right um and there's call of duty is still the, the biggest ip in terms of first person shooters globally yep. so obviously that's that's a good choice but the games in my opinion have been lackluster in comparison to the modern warfare two days and that's just my opinion i don't play those games um but there's that but and then on the other end of it from the pc gaming side of things world of warcraft literally just got destroyed by final fantasy 14 in the mmorpg department they went from 12 million subs maybe four years ago to now less than a million it's like those numbers aren't aren't public but people are like figuring out how to get those numbers by running analysis and statistics you know um so that's a franchise that needs a breath of life that's it's not getting because the last expansion apparently sucked and because of the cultural canceling of blizzard and activision because of what's happening gamers have like left there and flocked to final fantasy 14 which is on playstation 4 and playstation 5 is not on and is not on xbox mm. so the battle of attrition will continue i've already seen like the microsoft fanboys all over the internet being like fuck you fuck you playstation sony's dead sony sony is far <laughs> from dead they're winning this generation by a, a huge number they won last generation um they have some top tier publishers making exclusive games for them they per they purchased house mark last year which made Returnal, which was nominee for Game of the Year, Xbox, PS5 exclusive. So, I mean, dude, they they uh, were first to get, um, I don't know if it was, no, no, Battlefront 2, everything came out at the same time. Yeah. There was something Star Wars that they had. KOTOR. KOTOR is supposed yeah, to be KOTOR Xbox. KOTOR is going to be PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, which I was thinking like, man, I'm gonna have to get a PS5 now. Which I've been planning on getting. Like Hannah was talking about getting me one for Christmas, and she just couldn't get her hands on one. Yeah. Um, my wife keeps telling me that I'm getting one, but we just gotta find one. <laughs> that's not like fifteen hundred dollars. But yeah, uh, I told her I will not. I will not pay those flipping prices. No, it's uh. There, there's a few tricks I have. One of them requires you to spend a hundred dollars on a Walmart plus subscription, which is Amazon prime with Walmart. Okay. That's been uh, an ideal way. Plus, and then you have that, which is kind of really good at, with the supply chain issues to right. have another outlet to purchase things besides Amazon. 
yeah. just seeing your 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 little wall of games there you and i are pretty much the same we buy all the systems because we want games on certain systems and yeah certain games play better on certain systems and it just like i like so (laughs) up until about a year ago no three years ago now i had uh three xbox ones and two playstation i still have two playstation fours uh and a a ps3 that my daughter has in her room awesome um <clears throat> i love we, it like i would love to, to be able to go out and like find the older systems that i used to play when i was younger but kids don't allow that i still got a Sega genesis <laughs> at my parents house somewhere that's uh, it so but but yeah, certain games play better. Like I played, uh, what game was I just playing? Uh, like I don't know why, but like the the um, oh crap, uh, Far Cry. I kept wanting to say Fallout. <laughs> yeah, Far Cry. That's Far Cry Six like, is out now, right? Yeah, I don't know why, but they just seem to play better on the the PlayStation to me. Um, and I played them on Xbox. That's what I started playing them on. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It just, I, like I said, I play on both systems or so like, yeah. yeah. I haven't had a, I haven't had a PlayStation since PlayStation two. I had a PlayStation (laughs) two. That's the last time I had a PlayStation. So a real quick, funny story. When I my uh my parents got me a PlayStation 2 back when it first came out <clears throat> and what they did was they hit it over at my uncle's house who is uh, uh a gamer he likes the Resident Evil games like the most and that was something that only PlayStation had at the time so they hit it at his house and they bought me the Code Veronica game with it which was Resident Evil and they <clears throat> I saw him playing it, and I'm like, man, this, this, uh, this sucks. He like, he's got a PlayStation Two. He's this old guy, Ugh. and then Christmas Day he comes over with it, and he's like, this is yours. <laughs> Psych. Like, I just yeah. been playing it. <laughs> our uh, one of our listeners uh, and friend of the podcast, Count Dookie Brian, he. Uh, he was saying um, most likely that uh, they're going to come in and clean house and hopefully uh, we'll get some better quality games, like some Call of Duty, better quality. Because, man, T, you and I, what, a year ago, two years ago, when we were really playing uh, Warzone, Warzone, yeah. man, was just so glitchy. And it still is. Yep. I just hopped on the other day with our, our, our buddy Dalton, and it yeah. is just still so glitchy. Um and you think that they would have fixed some stuff in any of the like 5,000 20 gigabyte patches that they've had. Yeah. So uh, I've been hearing a lot of bad things about like just Warzone and all this other stuff. Just I, and it like, I haven't played a Call of Duty game since then. I mean, I don't shoot. But before that, the last Call of Duty game I played was uh, Modern Warfare. <laughs> right. That was a minute ago. That was, yeah. So, like, 
them buying Activision doesn't affect me as much as it might somebody else. Yeah, and you guys are obviously Call of Duty game. Yeah, you guys are the bigger the bigger gamers than I am. I dabble. <laughs> I dabble here and there. If it's Star Wars, I'm there. But uh Yeah. <laughs> um speaking <clears throat> of Star Wars, a couple things uh for Star Wars gaming. Have you played Squadrons? Do you play Squadrons? I have Squadrons. I have played it. Um I I got it right when it first came out, played it a couple times, and I like just like a week and a half ago, basically turned my Xbox back on for the first time in like a year. And I jumped on squadrons the other night. So I played it a little bit. Now you have squadrons, right? For, for which system? I, I think I have it for, I think I have it for everything. Because <laughs> I'll tell you why, because so I, I bought it on PS. No, I got it on PlayStation because it was the free game of the month. Um, as I'm sure T knows about, uh, because every month we get like two or three free games. Yeah. Um, so it was like free. What was that? Like a year ago, right? T almost a year ago. We got it for free one month. Uh, if we so. did, it was one of the ones I missed. So <laughs> I went out and bought it for shame Xbox. the unbeliever. Oh. I bought it on Xbox because, uh, or I might have already had it, so I didn't download it. But I bought it at Christmas time, right after it came out. Because uh, a friend of mine said he was going to play it a lot, and I never saw him on it. <laughs> Mikey, did you so... tell him that? <laughs> no, that's you. That's you. Yeah, our buddy, our other so... buddy Sean has it on Oculus, and he yeah. said that's and pretty sweet. He says it's really cool. Yeah, to actually, like be inside the cockpits, which would be sweet. And I have, I have an Oculus, but. Uh, I'd have to see, you'd have to get that on PC, right? That's not something you can just download on Oculus. Yeah. So with, with Oculus Quest 2, we'll call it now. I have the, I had the, I'm nuts, guys. I have the first Quest and I barely touched it. And then the second one came out like two months later and I got that one and <laughs> tried to sell the first one to a friend of mine. And he's like, why are you trying to sell me the old one? And anyway, um, $20. Yeah. If, if you, if you have a good PC that uh, can handle VR, if you have a headset um initially about up up until a year ago you needed the link cable which is a fiber optic USB-C. really it's like 15 feet you can get the official one which they recommend because of the way it's built you don't have any lag and you can essentially link your quest your oculus quest to your pc so the pc is running the game and you use the headset as a peripheral device to do the vr thingy um i have all that I barely use it because time, right? <laughs> right. Uh, but I did buy it when I, well, when I did pick, get it for PlayStation, I was like, okay, I got to try this. I have a PSVR headset too. So I'm going to play it in VR the way it's, it should. I feel like a cockpit dogfight Star Wars game should be played. I got this fucking, uh, what is this? It's a Logitech. I don't know if it's Logitech. It's a Thrustmaster HOTAS 4 flight stick. That apparently when you're in VR, if you've got a flight stick, that's the way to go. Yep. Thing is still in the box, unopened. <laughs> this is me. This is this is the, the the waste that that I accumulate today. So I've got that, and I've got it on Xbox because it's on Game Pass. So right now it's on Game Pass. So while I don't really own it, I can play it on Xbox. Right. Um, and I don't have it for for PC, but I have it for the other two. But I, I felt like I feel like if I do dive into Squadrons, which I I have done only 
outside of VR. I played like the first level or two. It was and it was awesome. Yeah. I think I I would need to go into the VR. Yeah, yeah, I'd really want. I'm I'm probably gonna go and check out Sean's copy and see how it is on VR. Um, I need to get a new. I need to build a new gaming PC because the last one I built was for the Old Republic. Wow, that yeah, t- yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I ran yeah. that great back in 2011, 2012. But you know, uh-huh. that was a minute ago. Yep. But uh, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. Darth Malgus uh, statue, it came with if you had the collector's edition. Yep. Yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah. So hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, we get some with with the Microsoft acquiring, starting to go like house and mouse style, acquiring everything. You know, they're they're collecting. They're they're getting their own Infinity Gauntlet of all these studios and stuff. We'll see. We'll see how that how that pans out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think they'd buy EA at least not now. Maybe Ubisoft. Would, oh man, would be next. can they please buy um, EA and maybe I don't know, give us some better Star Wars games? That would. That'd yeah, be nice. well, <laughs> I mean, then, then Star Wars would be exclusive to Xbox, which I wouldn't like, but that that could be a possibility, right? I mean, right. It, 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 Star Wars is a is a United States franchise, American right. franchise, so. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's going to be fun, though. And it's also going to get Sony um, up on their horse, so to speak, right? Like, they're they're killing it right now. But Microsoft has a long game plan, so it's, yep. it's really exciting. We've got KOTOR on PlayStation, which is cool. Let me tell you something. That game will be out on Xbox within a year. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. You know, like, similar to, like, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now it's on PC. It's not on Xbox yet. Do you know how much money Sony's throwing at Square Enix to keep that game off of Xbox? A lot of freaking money. Yeah. Because that, that game should be on Xbox too. But <laughs> th- this, these are the, this is, the, I call it the, that's the real battle of attrition, the console wars. It's exciting. And then you've got Nintendo sitting pretty with, <laughs> uh, with Super Smash Brothers and Pokemon and Mario and uh, Metroid yeah. and everything else. Zelda. You know? So, Zelda, like, yeah, of course. Uh, most people who know me know that I'm a I'm a huge Marvel nut. <laughs> Emphasis on and, nut. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the reasons I plan on getting the Wii, or uh, not the Wii, the the Switch, uh, Switch, is for one game and one game only. And it irritates me that I have to get it to do that. And that is um, yeah, let's that game called now um it's the marvel game that was on ultimate alliance three yeah 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 um and literally i played both of them and now i have to go and get a new console and i know it's been out for quite some time but it's only for the switch what they need to do what they need to do now is uh with book of boba fett out and the time period we're in and the storyline that book of boba fett is is going down um it'd be sweet if they shifted gears and they gave us that star wars underworld the 1313 that we were supposed to get years ago because and that just got shelved because at the last minute george decided he wanted to make it all about boba fett and the entire game dynamics had to be changed they had to rebuild the entire engine because um instead of just being a random under player in the underworld 
you were suddenly Boba Fett and you're supposed to have this jet pack and you have to be able to, you know, sweep all around. But with, with book of Boba Fett out and seeing him, uh, you know, taking the Godfather role in book of Boba Fett. Now it'd be sweet to go back and be able to, while people are intrigued and getting on board with this, tell the story of him kind of making his rise, the stuff that we never really got to see um, in between clone wars and uh, a new hope. And stuff yeah. that I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I don't know. I'm hoping that we get to see maybe more of um, in Book of Boba Fett or in um, like continuous seasons because I think we discussed this a couple of weeks ago that Book of Boba Fett, as far as I know, it's it's going to have multiple seasons. I believe so. Yeah, I think that they confirm that though. So they haven't. Yeah, they haven't confirmed that, but they, but like, uh, they have come out and said a couple, like Andor is one season and book and, uh, Kenobi is one season. Um, like they call them like limited streaming. So I think, I think the two that they have said are limited stream, like limited series are Kenobi and Andor. So I'm guessing that I'm hoping that there's more than one season and, I don't know it kind of makes sense with the route we're taking. So we got chapter four this week, right? Um, which is called uh, where um, the Rising Storm, right? Isn't that what it's called? Uh, I believe so. I have it Something right here, storm. actually. What's that? Something. The storm. Gathering. The, the gathering, gathering Storm. storm. The Gathering Storm, which I know is like. Uh, uh, has something to do with like Winston, a documentary on Winston Churchill and such, like when they were preparing to go to war against the Nazis. So it's uh, it's the calm before the storm, right? Um, but we see some of the pl- like pieces getting moved into place. Um, Mikey, did you see who the director of this episode was? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I didn't because I rushed to see it and you just watched it, didn't was, you? Just a little bit before the I, podcast? Yeah, I watched it about a half hour or an hour before we recorded. It, let me see. Does it say in the beginning or is that the end? It's it says the end, at the right? end. So uh, I won't look. You can tell me. It's it's uh, Kevin Tankorian. T-A-N. I'm just butchering names left and right tonight. T-A-N-C-H-O-R-E-A-N. Why can't it just be like, man, I need like a Smith or something. But uh, yeah. Um, you remember back in what was it like 2010 or something early, uh, several years ago, the Mortal Kombat Rebirth shorts on YouTube? Love those legacy, wasn't yeah. It? Uh, was it Rebirth or was it Legacy? Maybe it was Rebirth. I think he did both actually. Okay, I think he, I think he did both, but uh, that's him. So the guy that directed Dude, this those episode, those are really good, yeah, yeah. Those were, I mean, I liked what we got from Mortal Kombat. Um, you know what? Last year or whatever, it was cool, but man, those those shorts like blew it out of the water, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd love they were they it. were really good. That that's very that's very exciting to hear that he he found his way. To, I, what did he do in between? I think I looked him up, and the only other like big credit I saw in there was like Glee. That's okay. First thing that pops out to me. Let's see. Hold on. I'll look it up real quick, but yeah, I was, I was uh, looking him up to try and see, uh, cause I saw the the name. I didn't recognize it. I was expecting to get Bryce Dallas Howard this week, 
Um, yeah, that's what I read. Yeah, I read that oh. Bryce Dallas Howard was supposed to be this week. But uh, yeah, so we got Mortal Kombat Rebirth 2010. Oh, Fame in 2009. And Glee, the 3D concert. Wow. Um, Mortal Kombat fan made. Uh, Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky's something. Um, framing Britney Spears. He was involved with that. Interesting. So a lot of this um, performance, like singing and dancing, performing type stuff. Yeah. I think the Jabberwocky thing is a documentary or it's just like a Jabberwocky concert. Yeah. I Jabberwocky. Remember they were big back, what, five yeah. or six years ago? Yeah, it looks no, like longer he's, than that. I think. It looks like he's uh, Jabberwocky regenerate. So that was the Jabberwockies are from like the yeah, but but they they came out with the the, the so you think you can dance competition back in yeah. um, late two thousands or, or or mid mid two thousands. So they've been around for over ten years, yeah. and I guess they the regenerate regenerate whatever that they did in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. That was like their comeback. Okay. So okay. He, he did that. And and it looks like he did a few Agents of Shields. Oh, cool. Well. Nice. Yeah. So, getting so he some, had experience. Yeah. So getting him in, keeping it, you know, they and they seem to keep like uh, they've recycled some Agents of Shield directors and stuff before, haven't they? Um, I believe well, so. And not even the directors, but uh, yeah, I think we said that the guy who directed the second episode that we all really liked, Steph Miller or the girl. Um, they had done some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the choreographer came from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but all in all, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that because uh, I remember those Mortal Kombat rebirths and how pumped I was to see those. And then we get this episode, which I liked. I liked this ep- episode quite a lot. It yeah. was awesome. Uh, yeah, I liked it. it. Yeah. I liked every I liked almost every scene. Almost every scene. Yeah, I, I I have some issues with the the mod scene and you know Fennec getting her um her cyber tummy, uh, mainly because it felt really cyberpunk to me. Right. And you know Star Wars has a feel has to feel like Star Wars. I felt like I was watching The Matrix or I was watching like um, Blade Runner. Right, right. For a minute, I didn't feel like I was watching Star Wars, but I had to do. I had to do that whole thinking process in my head. Well, there are cyber modifications in Star in the Star Wars galaxy. Like this technology exists. This is after Return of the Jedi. The Empire is crumbling. Like it's kind of a free for all. There's there's different industries starting to thrive due to these things. And you know, I I did. I had to do what a Star Wars fan does, and like kind of build the the headcanon in a little bit for me for it to work for me you know yeah it was so strangely enough like like i said last week that like i was probably hardest on the uh the mod um i was calling them the moss vespa techno writers um probably yeah. the hardest on that that i have been on anything in this series or most anything in star wars lately but I actually didn't mind the mod parlor. Like it kind of made it fit for me this week when I saw I, it. I think I'm, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'll add to this and it may help spark you. I, I'm just not used to it. I'm not used to it yet. Hearing techno in star Wars and 
Yeah, and that, techno that, that reminded me of Grandma's Boy. Uh, when you enter, um, what's his name's uh, chamber? Right? It's like very robotic techno, you know. And I, I get, I, and I thought of Prodigy right away. If anyone remembers the band Prodigy from the late nineties, but yep. Um, yeah, so, so the guy, uh, okay, so the guy who played the the modifier, doc, the doctor, right? Who yeah. I had said last week, I thought it was going to be either Doctor Evazan or um, Doctor Mandible. Um, yeah, so Brian so, was reaching out was to me nice, asking if it. Go ahead. T. I did like how they like he modded his arm, so it was. <laughs> that was yeah. dope. No, that was dope. He had the super battle. He had a super battle droid hands, <laughs> and then he was able to switch it out. Yeah. So yeah, it's like uh, he's a gadget for every occasion. This guy. But Very did cool. you guys catch the Vespa <laughs> as he walked in? Yeah, so it's it's uh, there's two of them, right? So this is supposed to be just like that same members of that same culture, um, which yeah. is the mod culture, right? That they're they're talking about. But uh, so I saw somebody mentioned on Reddit, I think it was earlier, that uh, the guy who plays the mod doctor uh, is a musician named Thundercat. And they're pretty oh, sure. He's, I know this guy. He's got a so, he's got a Dragon Ball song that I love about his do rag. About <laughs> my do rag. He's got a he's got a, a really good song about his do rag. Oh, that's look that gotta up. be the outro now. You gotta right. find it. Oh, I'll send it to you right now. I I, I listen to it all the time. Yeah. So people like are saying guy. they're pretty sure that he probably made. We have to look at the. I'd have to look at the credits closer but they're guessing he actually made that techno music that we don't like but that was probably like his touch for that okay. that's probably why they had him play the mod doctor you can hear it a little bit <laughs> sorry can you do me a favor and play this or no yeah 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 for like a second throw it I up here. Second, like... i mean if you don't think this song is catchy i don't know what to tell you and I, I guess he, yeah, he produced it all himself. Here we go. Share sound. Oh, this is amazing right now. It's making me my enter wife, my password. My wife knows this song because when I get out of the shower, I sing it. <laughs> Thunder. Yeah, that's definitely him. It's awesome. Yeah, so people are saying they think that that is uh, it was his song that uh, that he like was able to compose, kind of like uh, um, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda did the song in uh, in the Force Awakens. You know, they kind of throw out little specials here and there. But yeah, yeah so that's kind of that's kind of cool that uh, that they that's the cool part of that. Like it did kind of. Actually, you know, it didn't even hit me, but like halfway through, I think they just, I think if they had cut it down a little bit, I think they hovered a little bit too long. They mm -hmm. should, you know, he switched out his hand like three times 
and then they go in and they show like the stuff going on. I think that if it had just been like, it's like 90 seconds or something. If it had been like half that, I wouldn't even noticed it, but like more than halfway through, I was like, then I noticed the music. I'm like, Oh, this is really different for star Wars. And then it just kind of continued for a minute, but overall, um, like it was cool seeing her get a techno kidney, you know, she gets like the kidney shaped piece and you yeah. see the, uh, the doc, Ock, the doc, Ock, uh, like implantation that, uh, the, the girl is getting, uh, put on her at the, when he first walks in, but it, like yeah. you said, it draws it all together. Right. So, yeah. I mean, T, T brought up a great point. Like that seeing those Vespers there helps. And that's why we have to judge this thing at the end. Like, you know, it, it helps uh, put that together. And it proves your point a little bit from last week with Chad, where you're like, well, they don't, every, nothing happens because everything happens for a reason is where you, I believe, were going with it. Yep. And right here is a proof in, proof in episode four. Well, I even brought up last week. I was like, you know, don't forget that you know, Fennec has the techno tummy already. And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if she got it from the same person. And that's when I was like saying it might be Evazan or Dr. Mandible, the ant doctor from Mando, um, who we know is there in that time period. And to bring it back to what you guys were saying last week, um, I, I got proved wrong because I was saying, I'm pretty sure that, uh, this must be right after Return of the Jedi. We must still be pretty soon after that. We're not really in the Mando era. So I was wrong, man, because we get that one line in this in this episode. And then we see, you know, how it ties directly in with, what was it? Episode five of Mandalorian, yeah. Gunslinger. Um, yeah. and, and he says, you know, I was with the Tuscans for years. Um, so this is, this whole ordeal has taken... A couple of years so he must have been running around in that stanky jumpsuit for a while man well it it makes sense that he was with them for the the majority of the the the, the time that he's right. been away right so we know he got out of the sarlacc within a few days then we know the tuscans find him there in the sand by the barge and then you know next thing we know we go on this adventure with him and the tuscans and then they and then he comes back and they're all they're all killed by the nikto uh biker gang right right and then and then he goes on uh, uh to to talk to the um the pike and the pike tells him about the nikto guys uh gets fennec fixes his tummy kills the nikto bike guys right gets wait well she no he gets fennec um well he goes and he scopes out jabba's palace right, right? It's the first thing he does at the beginning of the episode. It starts off. He's in his flashback to tank and uh, <laughs> we see him. We see the uh, we see the um, the Bantha riding and then he goes and he's he's scoping it out. And all right. So right there. Not I today, wanna... girl. Still too many guards. Yeah, not today. Still too many guards. So he must have been there before. Right. He's must. So we're getting a lot of implied action. Basically, there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, we're not seeing if this has been a few years. But um, so don't tell me that every time uh, Boba, like the book of Boba Fett shows us something, it, it seems like people are like, OK, they always say it's better to, uh, sh you know, show, don't tell. Right. Good storytellers, good movies. They show us stuff. Don't tell us stuff like don't monologue 
about what's going on. Um, yeah. But it seems like every time in my experience looking at this, every time the book of Boba Fett shows us something and they don't tell us, they're missing it. So like the thing I pointed out last week with the Tusken Raiders, how I was like, I'm pretty sure they're all dead because they make a point of showing us the three main Tusken Raiders gaffy sticks going into the fire. Yeah. But then yeah. I see all over the internet, it's like, oh, she's not, like, even today I was hearing people talk about, well, that female Tuscan is still out there. She's still out there. I'm like, oh man, I'm 99.9% sure she's dead because he's burning her, her gaffy. And then yeah. uh, the one thing that I, so I could be wrong on this, but he's looking through his scope and he's scoping out Jabba's palace. And let me get this, let me get the screenshot up to show you guys and i'll post it i'll post it on talking to sith um and you guys can if you want you can post it on pop culture hour but this is what he sees you guys see that mm -hmm. as yeah. soon as he sees this guy and i mean there's some nictos here and i was trying to see if it looked like he had a patch or something but as soon as he sees the nictos he's like oh and then he like looks away. And then later in the episode, you know, when Fennec is asking him, we finally get like his reasoning, right? She's like, why are you doing this? Why'd you go after Bib? And he's like, Bib double crossed me. Mm -hmm. So I took that to mean like what I was saying last week that uh, Bib must have been working with the the Nictos. And killed, killed his clan, the Tusken Raiders tribe. Yep. Yeah, so that's why he was fucking pissed off. Yeah, so that's Got why a he... a nice little scene of him shooting him. Shooting yeah. All the, shooting all the Nick, the Nikto riders. Oh, I was talking about Bib. Oh, yeah, we yeah, got... The, the execution from, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the after the credits of Mando. Yeah. Yeah, which we finally got, right? Yeah. Because I know we were talking about uh, with Bill... Um, a couple episodes ago uh, that not everybody saw that right off right we had to remind like we had to tell Bill to go back and watch it and then <laughs> they're just assuming that everybody has seen it and everybody knows that's what happened like this is the first time we've seen we, we've heard a lot about Bib and we know he's sitting in the throne of Bib but not everybody knows who Bib is so it's kind of shocking to me that this is the first time we're actually seeing Bib executed in the book of Boba yeah. proper. But um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I'm crazy? Do you think I'm like uh, grasping at straws here or making too much of a connection? Or do you think yep. that? No, I, I think the same Nikto crew was working for Bib and Bib was getting a cut of the Pike's trade route that they were paying the Niktos for protection through the Dune Sea. And I think Bib ordered the Nictos to take out the Tuscans to avoid um, the conflict of taking the Pike's money for the spice route. So what do you, okay. Am I wrong? I mean, that's where my head's at. That's what I, like, yeah. So the, the delineation of power before Boba came in would be, what, the Pikes? And then the Pikes are paying the Nikto guys, but are they like subtracting or subcontracting the Niktos through Bib, do you think? Or or Bib supplies Nick the Niktos with credits and maybe with the palace and the hangar for their bikes. 
and the Nikdos, you know, give a cut that of what they're, you know, what they're policing in the Dune Sea or what they're, you know, mafia. In, right. Is, is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> mafia ties. Uh, yeah. I mean, like if, if they're getting a cut of that trade route for the spice, they're kicking it back to Bib because he is their um, house leader, right. if you will, so to speak. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think that was basically just like further, <clears throat> I don't know, furthering, I think it furthered my uh, understanding of it or like my expectation that that's why mm-hmm. he went after Bib. But I, I don't think it was very clear. Um, I've, I've seen a couple of people online today complain, like they're still like, oh, what's this double cross that they're talking about with Bib? Like they don't know what this double cross is. And to me, that's the only so, thing it could be. When did he go kill Bib? Like, in, like they could show it after Mando season two, and then we thought, like, after he helps, he helps them at the end of season two after Boba and and Fennec help uh, Din Jarn and and Grogu, like when he drops him off and shit. I thought that's when they go right back to Tatooine and he kills Bib Fortuna. But now we're seeing him take get Slave One. By the way, yep, Slave One. Fire spray. The, fi- the fire spray. Um, slave one. Um, so when he gets the ship, like he take they take out, they take out a ton of Nikdos right there, and they take <laughs> out the Gamorians and they get, yep. they get slave one out of there. I guess they come back, right? Like yeah, and then kill Bib after. Right. So they go there. They they steal the slave one, or they they take it back, and then, um, and at that point, he still doesn't have his armor. Um, but he goes out and, um, yeah. So at some point in between, he's uh, less persuasive without it. Right. Yeah. So I think that, and I have a point about that. Okay. So a couple of times this episode, right. We hear him say, um, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. Like when, when they're at the, uh, when, when they're in there and he's trying to like maneuver, he's saying, I can't see anything. Uh, inside the uh, the hangar or inside the garage and he's backing into stuff and he's taking out columns and he's having a hard time just like getting around and then you know he says like you know they fennec asks how the ship is and he says oh it's a little rusty but it you know it's working and i kind of think that's another metaphor for boba fett he's a little rusty but he's working yeah. at it right <laughs> um yeah but uh and then and then where do they take the uh the first thing they do is they go and they take out all the Nikto uh, Kintan riders. Mm-hmm. The second thing, he goes to the Sarlacc, <laughs> and he gets he gets he gets into the he gets to the Sarlacc, which was awesome, like some awesome shots at the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes this <laughs> this episode. Just well, yeah. Basically, ah, it everything. was cool, man. Yeah, it was cool, and we got what we said we wanted. The beak? <laughs> the beak is back. I mean, no. No, I was hoping we saw Audrey. I, I knew Audrey needed to come back for continuity purposes. <laughs> you know? I was talking about the... Um, Seismic uh, charge. Seismic yeah. charge, yeah. Boom. Boom. Which I made a bet uh, when we watched the first episode. I still owe all you guys $5. That's, yep. uh, I was sure... 
man, when they dropped that trailer a while ago, like every time they switched, they switched scenes or like they cut to another shot, they were bound, bound, So I thought I was like, man, they're coming in hot and heavy with these seismic charges. And we're like, we're going to see one. I saw a lot of people did say though, like they think that this would have made like a better opening like this. Cause this like takes from what we know from uh Mandalorian and it fills in all the gaps and we just see like his side of the story. Yeah. It it would have been, you know, I I they took the slow roll, you yeah. know, the the slow rolling start, but this would have been a really good like series premiere. Do you think that so, it ever could have been the series premiere? Because hear me out, remember what Rodriguez said. He said that most of the stuff we see in the trailer, we see in the first episode. And the biggest part was that dinner scene. We see like the approach in one of the first trailers, we see the approach to uh, Jabba's palace from like the backside. We see the, the shot of the slave one. A lot of what we saw from some of those trailers is from this episode. Yeah, that's true. I noticed that though. I start, cause I remember seeing no shots before. Right. So why make it episode four if it was... I mean, they're going chronologically with its flashbacks, so that's that's why, but but I would have I would have skipped around a little bit for that, for this. Yeah. But the show is... Yeah, go ahead, T. He finally got he finally got his full back to thing. Yes. Oh, he's finally healed up. Yes, which we, we've been talking about, right? We've been waiting for him to uh, <laughs> finally get the all clear on that. And then the droid tells him, you know, your healing is complete. So, you guys, are we getting more flashbacks? Ooh. Is that it? I, I mean, we're, we're kind of, like I said, we're, we're up to, well. The they brought us up fan- to speed. I, I think so. I mean, the, the only, only other- thing we don't know is how he found out about his armor. That's well, about the only thing we don't know. No, we kind of do though, because at the end of episode two, one. episode one in season two, uh, at the end um, with Til- Timothy Oliphant and stuff, Boba was there watching the whole time. So when Din was going, was like, "Why are you wearing that armor? Give me that armor. It doesn't belong with you. It belongs with me." That whole thing, and they killed the crate dragon. After they kill the crate dragon with the Tuscans, by the way, you right. see Boba. You see Boba standing there. So he watched the whole thing. So he saw his armor there. Right. So I, I how? Know. How did he but know? Why was like, he there? Was it a happy you know accident? I mean? Or I mean, we could just extrapolate that Din had heard that there was a Mandalorian, quote unquote, uh, over in Tatooine. I must take so. He could like Boba could have just heard from other people around Mos Eisley, or you know. So, if I remember correctly, didn't he find out about the Mando from uh, the mechanic? Uh, Who's that? Din. Yeah. Din found out that uh, there was a sheriff, right? Or did he just walk into Mos? He found out. Must take. Must take. Right. Most take, yeah. He found out in Most Eisley, right? So then he went to Most Take. Yeah, somebody told him that there was somebody wearing armor like that. 
was was oh was it, it was uh, the Ant Man? It was uh, Doctor Mandible. Ant. Possibly, yeah. Okay. Because okay. the right, he was in the cantina, right? Yeah. Jesus. All right, so <laughs> it's Pelimoto. That's who you were talking about, right? See the mechanic, and the mechanic was playing cards with Doctor Mandible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was kind of from both of them, right? Yeah. That he found out. <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, potentially he just hears from somebody around town or, you know, he's he's got his ear to the ground more than uh, maybe more than maybe, you know, he took, even uh, his ship to, to the mechanic and she told him, well, he said he was going to fix his own ship, right? Yeah, I wanted know. To stay, I know. <laughs> he wanted to say low key. Um, but yeah, so. We don't but, uh, know 100% how, say, but yeah. Real quick that I, I've noticed that a lot of the Disney Plus series have started out really slow. So yeah. it it's par for the course right now. Hopefully we get better. Let's see. Like, what have we got so far? We've got, oh, go ahead, Mikey. I think you're muted. He, yeah. No, I, I was just going to say, they take you on a ride the same way they do with in their amusement parks, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like that, That's kind of what I feel like. I feel like I'm on a ride. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye. <clears throat> yeah, WandaVision. WandaVision for sure. Hawkeye, I'm trying to remember how Hawkeye starts. Hawkeye wasn't too slow when it started off. We got some good little... Dude. X- no, am I wrong? I, I mean, the Broadway show of the Avengers. Okay, yeah, that was bad. It, it was, that was bad. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty. It yeah. picked up towards the end, but like they, they usually do a little bit. Yeah. You know? And then but, Loki. Uh, like, Loki started out slowish. I mean, faster pace than what we've we got from WandaVision and this. <laughs> it's kind of set up like a movie, though, right? We know that. So we know that Boba Fett originally was supposed to be a movie. I wonder how much of this general story they took from the movie and they're just like plugging it into they're plugging it into a television show. And then it makes me wonder cuz Kenobi was definitely going to be a movie and they're plugging it into a television show. Are we going to get the same complaints from people like uh oh, Kenobi's moving too slow? I don't give a shit what the hell people say. I, yeah. I like I like when it's slow because we get world building, we get character build, character <clears throat> arc builds. Like you know, it doesn't have to be at full throttle from the, from the get go for me. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't for me either. Like I'm liking what I'm like what we're getting, um, and I think like we've said before, right? Like we said last week, once we can watch the whole thing through. It's going to be great. Like, cause it's yeah. not, it's not going to be as much like holding our breath after each of these little scenes. If we had to go and hold our breath after every scene or, you know, every act of a movie, then yeah, you know, uh, there's going to be a little bit more anticipation and there's going to be more weight put on everything. But yeah, I think, I think it's going to be good. Um, so yeah, talking about, talking about the flashbacks and the flashbacks, uh, I, yeah, they, they brought us up to speed. I almost think that they could just explain away 
um, how he heard about the armor in like a one-liner next episode because I think we're going to be getting A, I think the flashbacks are done. Um, I mean, I how many more episodes do we have? Three. Okay. We got three more episodes, but they made a point of making the flashbacks like, you know, linked to the Bacta. And then they also took us up to basically up to like where this started in his last flashback. It like kind of went montage. So yeah, I think that's the, with the circle. droid saying, um, sorry, Josh, Go ahead. with, with the droid saying like, uh, you know, uh, Master Fat, you know, your your back to healing is completed, is telling the audience that the flashbacks are done. Yeah. Yeah. It's and so now we can focus on the present, what's going on, and stuff's starting to heat up in the present, right? He's got uh he had all the dons come in. We finally saw that dinner scene. Um and basically he just gets them to say, like, hey, we we won't interfere. Like they're going to be neutral. They're just going to, they're just going to do whatever's best for them. But in this case, Boba's pretty sure that what's best for them is for him to succeed at least because the Pikes are going to be even worse, right? Eventually they're going to want to take over the whole planet. Once you give them, once you give them a little bit, you know, they're going to want everything. Yeah. Yeah. A little scumbags. They've already. So, Mikey, is that YouTube channel that you were talking about last week, uh, Star Wars Audio Comics? I think so. I think okay. it's, Star, it's, it's Audio Comics, yeah. Yeah, so um, I found that, and I was listening to a little bit of that, and I was actually listening to the first Star Wars comic um, from the, the new run, and I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with it, but they're going, and they go to this... Uh, some sort of imperial facility and they show up in like a skiff looking ship and it's it's uh, han solo and luke and leia but they're in disguise and he's pretending to be the official emissary of java ah and then darth vader shows up and chewie takes some shots at darth vader and stuff um i th- I, I vaguely vaguely remember reading that or, or watching that in the video since i haven't read them all right so the reason i bring it up is because here's the line uh han solo says the official emissary of his high exaltedness the illustrious jabba the great mightiest of all huts master of tatooine and grand warlord of the outer rim so that's his full title so you, like like i was saying you would think that that's what Boba, that's where Boba's headspace is. Like, that's where he wants to get to. Right now, under Bib, like, the families that we saw split everything up. And, you know, he he's uh, he's okay with, like, you know, as long as they're cooperative, we yeah. can make this work. But he still wants to be the boss. Like, he wants to be the guy that they're answering to. Yeah, but he's playing it right yeah. by, by letting them know, like, if you don't want to join me in the war, I'll fight them myself. Just don't join them in the meanwhile, and it's going to work out for all of us. Yeah. And then, and then he makes a really, really good point to Fennec. Like, when she goes, how do you know they're not going to interfere? And he's like, trust me, they don't want to work for the Pikes. They know the Pikes will take everything from them eventually. Like, it's, it's in their best interest because that's all they care about. 
right. is for them to kind of let me fucking handle the business right now. So right. because of Josh, I was looking for oranges in this scene. <laughs> oh, on the table, right? Yeah. Was there? No. Nope. Was there? Oh, <laughs> I wow. didn't see any. <laughs> They're all Dude, how about, how about when they were like, uh, he was like, why should we, you know, why should we, you know, like go under you? Why should we follow you? And then the fucking rancor just bangs the. Bangs the <laughs> I was so, like, yeah, that oh. was. That. And so I'm assuming that's a mouse catcher droid. It, is that it, what I'm? It's an LEP droid. So we see that droid a lot in the Clone Wars. It's the first time he's been in live action, though. Ah, okay. So, yeah. but that guy, that that thing was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool. I liked I liked the scene where they go in and they're in the kitchen. That was a cool little scene, and the the chef droid does the General Grievous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Finnick just slices his throat, man. Just she comes done. in quick. Yeah. So when they're discussing when when all the uh the dons are leaving, um, and they're discussing uh you know how to how how to go about this, and you know, uh basically they say they're gonna need muscle, right? And he said, like, money's not an issue, and Fennec says, um, Muscle's not hard to find if you know where to look, right? Yeah. And then you hear the music. You hear Din Djarin's Mandalorian music. Din Djarin's Mandalorian music, exactly. So next week? Oh, yeah, baby. You you think Vizsla's going to come? Like the um, Death Watch is going to come too? Oh, that would be awesome. Or is it just like if he just gets Death Watch and doesn't get Din? Like I'm fucking happy with that. That would be sick too. Yeah. Right. So I think that the muscle she's talking about is going to be more like the bounty hunters. So could we see Grief Karga? Oh, interesting. I think we we stand the chance of seeing Grief Karga, and remember, Grief Karga was kind of he was kind of leading the bounty hunter guild. So if they bring in grief, grief could bring with him a lot of bounty hunters. Interesting. What if we see Cad Bane? I think Cad Bane is going to be working with the Pikes. That would be cool. I mean, just to oh. see him as uh, to see him as an adversary and he's his old mentor, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've yep. seen that. That's a trope in Star Wars, like we've never seen. I mean, like we've always seen. <laughs> Like we've always seen. Before. Yeah. When I left uh, you, you were but the master. Oh. Yeah. So you said that uh, they might be bringing in some, just a theory, but they're bringing in some uh, bounty hunters. Yep. Do we see the gecko? All right. So I was talking to Dominic. Dominic messaged me the other day, and then I messaged. Uh, I messaged him, and now look, Gecko. So, for those of you that don't remember, Gecko is um, Dominic Pace, who was one of the extras from season one of The Mandalorian. He played a distinct-looking bounty hunter, and uh, he's he's gone on tour. He uh, he's got a bit of a cult following now. He did like a huge comic book tour all over the U.S. He came on our show. He uh, he talked to us about the. Um, Oh, what's it? What's it called now, guys? I'm, ha- I'm having a brain fart. What is it that they use? The for prosthetics? Their 
No, what is it they use for their sets? It's like the LEDs that wrap all around instead of the green. Oh, uh, the volume. The volume. Yeah. He broke yeah. down the volume for us before it was really uh, like mainstream news. Um, but yeah, uh, so I know that he was he was excited a little while ago and he was messaging me that he was getting his first um let me see if i see a pre-order link for friends only right now um the official announcement's going to come later but it's the first official gecko merch from lucasfilm and then he messages me a little while ago and he says hey they they want to they're, they're postponing it until after the book of boba fett Oh man. <laughs> Do we think that they're postponing it? So that's where my head's going. They're postponing it. And then today on his Facebook, he just like drops watching Book of Boba Fett. Just, you know. And so he probably doesn't know exactly what episode he's coming in at. And I'm thinking, huh? I, I'm thinking that there's a good chance because if they just pull, if they bring Grief Karga in and he's just pulling a whole lot of muscle. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're, we'll probably get. Um, I think we're gonna get Din because we got his his theme song. But I think that it'd be cool if they bring Grief in and we just see a couple of those other bounty hunters. And he was pretty prominent. He was standing like right next to uh, Grief Karga. Gecko was. So I think that there's. I mean, Gecko Watch is up high for me right now. I'm at like a seventy five percent that I think Gecko is gonna show up next week. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. My brain went to season finale, and my brain also went to, to you'll appreciate this, um, Marvel's Avengers, uh, I mean, Captain America Civil War. So at the end, you had the, the, two, uh, the two teams, Standoff. Tony's team and, and uh, Cap's team. What if it's fucking Civil War with Bounty Hunter? Yes. Like, like uh, what, do, what do you call the end of a fireworks show? Grand the finale. Yeah. The grand finale, like a grand finale spectacle of like all of our bounty hunters that are alive against each other. Half of them for the Pikes, half of them for Boba. Yeah, man. Like, so we, we I got mean, like- fucking Dengar, yes. IG-88, Bosk, Cad Bane, Gecko, Grief Garga, whoever the hell else. There's there's probably more when I've been thinking of like put them all in there, bro. Like and, it's, and just have like the, the biggest gun the biggest shootout the biggest well, western star wars shootout yeah, like literally than, uh battle at the okay corral yeah like, like we we had that we had that in mando yeah. season one when he rescues grogu but like yep. you could you could do it again but like more more western even dude you know and that's that's when we need do we think that the mandalorians are going to come and clutch again like they did like if din comes <laughs> does bo katan come and one of the two of them have got the dark saber right now. Like Din had it, yeah. and Bo-Katan wants it. I don't. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that Din's gonna still have it, only because they don't want to allude to anything in season three. Din, I don't think in- you're gonna see Darth's dark saber though. I don't think you're gonna see the dark saber here. That's that's a uh, that's. That's a huge MacGuffin for for Mando season three. But if it's the finale, and they want instead of dropping a post credit scene, like it could be like, remember this is where we're at. 
this is where we're catching up. And what if Din's like, hey, I answered your call. I want you to answer my call again. We're taking back Mandalore. Yeah, I mean. This is just me fanboying. So you're probably right. <laughs> and we're probably we're probably not going to see it. But I do think I, I think you're on the right track, Mikey, with the uh, like Civil War the two sides line up basically, right? They're, they're going to meet each other on the battlefield. But I, I think that uh, Bosk is also going to be on the Pike side with Cad Bane because uh-huh. I think they've set it up in this episode. We didn't, we didn't talk about this yet. Um, Santo, Black Cristanton, he's at the bar, right? And yeah, what was, So what was his beef with the <clears throat> Trandos? Dude, the Trandos and the Wookiees you remember when the Trandoshan came and brought his uh, offering or whatever to Boba at the beginning? It was a Wookiee pelt. And oh, you remember shit. in the Clone Wars, the Trandoshans make sport right. out of hunting and killing yeah, Wookiees. They have a huge... Yeah. So right. they just have like a huge beef. And yeah, uh, yeah. actually, Kerstanton, there's a lot of stuff in the comics like we've talked about with Kerstanton. And one of the things was like, he's gone out of his way to get some uh, revenge on the Trandos before. So I think this is foreshadowing and we got to see him rip somebody's arm out of his socket. So that was pretty sweet. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. You, you did it with a lizard. So you didn't need blood. It probably just glow, grow that arm back or something. But uh, cause we know <laughs> that, well, we know that Trandoshans can do that. We know they can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think this is foreshadowing Chrysanthemum uh, versus Bosk battle. So if we got Cad Very Bane, cool. Cad Bane versus uh, Boba, and Chrysanthemum versus Bosk, and then all the other guys are just going at it in a huge flurry, right? Like that's your that's your Bucky and your Captain America and your Iron Man, and right? Oh no! Oh no! All right, take over like uh, Chad did. <laughs> yeah, I lost you guys for a second. You're back. I hear your audio. You're back now. There you go. I said, when does uh, Han and Chewie fly in, swoop in, uh, pick up uh, some cargo, and then get caught up in all this, right? Oh, man. I yeah, because that's the other theory, right? That, that uh, like, I've been saying it since day one, right? Um, we're going to see Crimson Dawn. We're going to see Crimson Dawn. And I think I texted it to you, Mikey. What did I text you? What my uh, my current evolution yeah. of that theory is? Yeah, you did, and I loved it. But I'm trying to remember exactly what you said. Yeah, I'm trying to. I I I said I think that we're going to get Crimson Dawn at the end of this. Like I think Boba is going to win against the Pikes for the most part. He's going to be able to create some major disruptions, and we're going to see just like in one of the last scenes of this uh, season, or maybe <laughs> even a uh, after credit scene, we're going to get somebody contacting Kira, Crimson Dawn. Like, they're going to name drop. They might even name drop it like, man, you have no idea. Or what if Cad Bane shows up and Boba's like, you're working for the Pikes? And he's like, I work for Crimson Dawn. That would be cool. But he's there for the Pikes. 
Yes, and then we, we I guess we would see Kira the same way we saw Maul at the end of Solo, like yep. that, maybe in yep. a hologram. Yep, somebody contacts her. It's the it's the guy with the one robo eye, and he's like, I'm keeping my eye on you guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the Star Wars, uh, a, with the Star Wars uh, AT and T, or you know, collect call. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool, man. I, I and I think it sets up season two perfectly. Um, really good theory there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I but I don't think we're gonna see Gecko or any of the any of these uh, cameos until the, the the grand finale. That's me. Yeah. I could yeah. be. You could be right. It could be the next episode, man. You know, it, it could yeah. be. But I, I I don't know why we wouldn't see Din Djarin with that music when she goes. You know, you can hire help type of thing. So like, maybe they call Din, and then Din brings in grief and all the other guys. Maybe they bring yeah. in, uh, maybe they bring in, uh, he's like, hey, I've got a buddy there on Tatooine, the Marshal, Cobb Yeah, Vance. I was about to say, do we think we see um, Cobb Vanth? Yeah. Cobb Vanth. Timothy then, Oliphant, right? Yeah, and he's like, hey, nice <clears throat> armor. I used to have some armor just like that. <laughs> <laughs> looks, be- looks better on me. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, oh, uh, the other thing, like you guys somebody mentioned it earlier um and i was bringing up how boba keeps saying he can't see anything i can't see anything i can't see anything he couldn't see anything in the garage and he was running into everything he kept saying he couldn't see anything at the sarlacc pit and then on our facebook group we've got a couple of uh we got a couple things i'll throw at you guys right at the end here from uh some listeners and some people on the facebook group um they were, it goes back to episode one where um, he didn't take, he didn't take off on his jetpack when they were surrounded by all those uh, assassins <laughs> and people were like, why yeah. does, why didn't he just use his jetpack? Why doesn't he take off? Yeah, that was uh, Well, I don't think he thing. wanted to leave Fennec, right? Yeah. Right. So that was, that was my reasoning too. I was like, man, he's not just going to leave Fennec high and dry there. And he can't exactly rain down hellfire from above when Fennec's right in the middle of all of them. Right. But somebody brought up, and I was looking, I have the Bounty Hunter code book somewhere, but, and even in Legends, um, the jetpack is all controlled from inside the helmet. It's mostly mm. like voice activated. And he didn't have his helmet at that point. So he wasn't That's wouldn't true. have even been able to take off. And even right. like uh, we see like when Cobb Vanth, when we get like the Iron Man POV shots, um, when Cobb Vanth has got the armor on and he's shooting the missiles and we see it too when Boba puts it back on, like that headpiece, like the rocket launcher and everything is controlled through the headpiece and through mm-hmm. that viewfinder. So I don't think he was uh, able to. He's putting it on. There it is. There it is. Yep. He's got it on. So I think he needs the helmet for that. And the other thing is, you know how we see Mando and he switches to like infrared settings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think Boba is kind of blind in the dark. Like he's just, he's when he's in this mode, this battle mode, I think he's so used to relying on the helmet. Mm. So that's why like when he's in these situations, he's like, I can't see anything. I can't because he's used to being able to, use like heat vision and everything else to try and uh get the upper hand on these guys yeah no it, it's it's kind of this, this, the old superhero 
trope of like like that his armor makes him into that superhero right like everything he has in that, like his powers so to speak come come from everything that that armor gives him right you know and, and that's why it was so important not only for him to be intimidating again and to take his reputation back with the helmet but to get that <clears> armor back <throat> to have his abilities right and they brought but, that up they addressed that in the episode right he was all about getting the armor back and fennec mm-hmm. was like it served its purpose which, by the way, is our answer, right? It served its purpose. It protected you from the acid the first time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I cl- knew it was the best car. I knew it was the best car. Yep, yep. Well, and that's another thing, right? People were saying a while ago, I remember in Mando, they were like, well, Boba's helmet's got the dent and stuff. It's got dents. Is it real best car? Because in old canon, it was like Durasteel or Plasteel or something, right? So they were saying like, oh, is Boba's... Is he actually a Mandalorian? Uh, is it real Beskar? But we got the, uh, that's confirmed now because Boba says, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, it was probably been consumed by the stomach acid. He's like, not Beskar. So yep. yeah. we know it's Beskar. And then he he goes back in, crawls around in the stomach juices again yep. without any protection. And he crawls out. And what's Fennec say to him? you're burning or something like that yeah you're burning like this it's burning you or something like that and she says you're gonna need a back to tank yep um oh right so we got the answer to that and the uh then after the after they say uh you know your healing is complete he says something about she says something about what about the internal scars and he says oh that'll take longer (laughs) longer to heal (laughs) yep we know what they were referring to, you know, all that <laughs> mental anguish you've been through. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think uh, we got a lot of little loose ends tied up in this. It was awesome. It, it yeah. was an awesome episode. This is uh yeah. I, I told you that I'm saving higher numbers for better episodes and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think this was a nine. Boom. Only because I only because I think the season finale is gonna be a ten. Uh, I'm with you, T man. I, I give it a nine. <clears throat> I, I give it a nine. Like I said, there was, there was very very few things that that I didn't like about this episode. Uh, overall, it was just like it. It's it's the first episode that I wanted to watch again immediately. Like yep. the other ones, the other ones I kind of wanted to sit a little bit and like there wasn't anything I needed to see right away again. This one, I'm like, I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. It's just awesome. And everyone bitching that Boba's been somewhat of a pussy kind of like, you know, this isn't my Boba Fett. This is like they ruined Boba <laughs> Fett, blah, blah, blah. Like this episode, he is a ruthless killer. Like he destroys the Nikdos. Um, it's just overall bad. Like the Chrysanthemum scene, like it's just badass star wars man yeah man really good so i'm right to say nice try or something like that (laughs) which oh yeah yeah to uh (laughs) to the twilight oh we got a name job name check that is max rebo 100 percent um oh yeah play it max play it i love that i loved it (laughs) yeah i so um i'm gonna give it i'm giving it a 9.5 um is what I had written down. And actually, uh, I was listening to Steele's uh, reaction this morning. And he uh, he said the same thing that I said last week, which was 
he's getting some serious Mike Airman Trout vibes from him, especially that whole little chat in the desert when she's like, why do you want to be a boss? And so we get a peek into like, everybody's been asking like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? He said, he's tired of stupid people basically <laughs> using their kind Fennec and Boba's kind as cannon fodder as pawns on a chessboard, getting them killed for something that if they were smart enough, they could have worked out. So he's trying to be, he wants to be, yeah, he wants to be the crime Lord, but he's also got a sense of like, he knows what it's like to have a, you know, he says that, right. Uh, we're stronger. You're stronger with others. You know, you're stronger with he, he, he realized he, he realizes he needs a tribe. They, they, they taught him he's stronger because they made him realize you're, you're stronger with the tribe. Right. Right. So he, he knows the power of a tribe now. And he also wants to like make it better for himself, better for others, better for Tatooine, kill Bib for double crossing him. So and that's just like Mike Airman Trout and Steel Steel like echoed me this week when I was listening to his thing. I was like, yes, exactly. When stuff needs to get done, he's your dude. But he's also all about trying to keep things calm. You know, yep. no half measures when you need to do things, but also you can keep the peace. So yeah, 9.5, 9.5 for me. Nice. Nice, dude. Oh man. Yeah. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped for next week. I hope we don't continue with this trend of like short episode, longer episode, shorter episode, longer episode. Yeah. It's been weird because next week could be a shorter episode, but uh, yeah. So um, Mikey rapid fire. Give me your, give me your uh, a prediction for next week and uh, tell me where, uh, tell everybody where they can like and follow you. And then, well, they're going to go find some hired help. Uh, no more flashbacks. We're going to have 35 to 40 minutes of them going on a side adventure to get that help. Um, I guess they'll take slave one uh, to find some help. Is that going to, are we going to see Dinjar next episode? It's possible. Um, you know, I, but that's, that's the thing that they'll, I think they'll leave, they'll either leave, they'll go off world or they'll figure out a way to contact uh, some help. 1-800 Dinjar. See what do you think? What do we see in next episode? Oh, I'm I'm in full agreement with uh, with Mikey. Um, uh, I hope we see Din. Um, um, I yeah, they're gonna find help. Um, I'm hoping they go off world for it. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't think they will, only because the pikes are there. Right. And Boba's not going to want to leave unguarded. Yep. So that kind of goes into my theory. My theory is that they're going to try to leave the world. They're going to try to go off world and they're not going to be able to because the pikes are going to be controlling the starport and the skies. So that that's, that's my theory. That's where I think we're heading. And uh, yeah, so potentially they're going to be able to get a, a signal off world and they're going to have to have the bounty hunters come to them. But yeah, I think that the, we're going to see the Pikes next episode. We're going to see them thwarting whatever their next move is. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you see my picture, and all I can think of is yes. that those are the two that they kicked their ass in the hangar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got the picture of uh, Boba Fett standing in front of Town Hall 
being flanked by his two Gamorrean, Gamorrean guys uh, when uh, the twins rolled up. The twins rolled up into town. So, yeah. Um, T, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you? They can find me on Facebook at T Green and also at the Talking Sith Podcast. Perfect. Perfect. Mikey, tell everybody where everybody can like and follow you. Uh, you can find me at Maximum Paps on Twitter. You can find me easier uh, on the Pop Culture Hour Facebook group. Um, and yeah, that's it. All right. And I'm Josh Roach. You can find me at Talking Sith uh, Facebook group online at Talking Sith Pod across all social media platforms. Or uh, you can email us at TalkingSithPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are, what you guys are thinking of the season so far, and what your theories are. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys and talking to you next week. All right, gentlemen, until next time, may the force be with Later. you. Later. Good. Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.